Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, the party consisting of Yenny, Deidre, Melvin, Theo, and Igneous escaped into the Underdark after knights were being hunted on the surface. They received a mission from Drake Bloodmoon to rescue missing knights of the realm and had to make their way to Glorn to meet their next contact. On their way, they ran into a turf war between a group of Koigoths and a few Mind Flayers riding on carrion crawlers. The party managed to prevail, but not before one of their numbers was knocked out. Knights of the Roll Table, we are going to continue right for where we left off. You're not quite to your final destination yet, but you just finished this pretty intense uh, battle. And I mean, if that was a turf war, I feel like that's now our turf, right? We claimed it. <laughs> well, well, you don't you don't know if the the mind flayer, uh, the three mind flayers were just maybe envoys or lookouts for a larger pack. Or maybe the Quagoths might be too. Um, what do I need with real estate in the Underdark? <laughs> For sure. What would you guys like to do? I mean, you haven't. We haven't. We're just finished the battle, so. I, I think. I think the first thing Melbourne would do is rush over to Theo because I think he's still he's unconscious, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. So. Theo. Theo. And um, I'll I'll lay on hands. Uh, Jeff, what's what's your maximum HP? 49. I will heal you for 35. Wow. 35? Okay. (gasps) Oh. How long was I out? Uh, Just a moment, Theo. Not long. Most of the battle, but we won. Oh. All right. Good. Hooray. That's all fabulous, darlings, but I think we should keep moving until we are somewhere safe. Yeah, let's get out of here. Yes, we must get to Glorn. Hey, uh, those are kind of cool jackets, right? I mean, I hate to admit it, but you're not wrong. They are definitely unique. It's a leather with the no sleeves. Eh? There's three of them. It's kind of kind of cool. You could maybe, uh, you could maybe style them up a little bit. Uh, tailor them. You're good at that, right? I mean, I've been known to take an item or two from time to time you want to uh honor our victory by taking these leather jackets i mean fashion is all about making a statement so uh, all right i'll get them fine yes yanny would you would you care for one i, I hate to be too matchy matchy but you know i can pull off anything so i'm not concerned about it we can do some different stitching yeah give me one okay so Deidre, Yenny, and Igneous each took... Sleeveless leather jackets. mind flayer jackets, yes. Yeah! Okay. Igneous, make an investigation check. As you're looking through and pulling off the jackets. Oh, man. Negative one. Oh, man. One. <laughs> it's a one. Okay. It's a cool jacket. Uh, <laughs> Deidre, you can make an investigation check, yeah. too. Yeah. 
That's a 20. Am I still at disadvantage, though? Yeah, it was a 1 because I have the, where one level of exhaustion marked, which I think we probably still are. Oh, well, I rolled. I have a 20 and a 21, so it's just going to be a wow. 20. Look, show off. Very Fine. Nice. Listen, I don't know a lot of things, but I do know fashion, damn it. It's okay. Um, inside of your jacket that you kind of rifle through a little bit, there is a kind of a pocket on the inside, and you find a small vial which has a cork in it, and inside there's this uh, what looks like a potion, um, a small potion with sort of a swirling gray gas that's sort of moving around inside of it, um, sort of a clear tonic with a gray gas that's sort of floating around, almost with a life of its own. I'm going to hold that up and say, well, now that is interesting. Um, can I attempt to identify it? Uh, sure, you can make an arcana check. I'm going to look through all my pockets. Not my forte. That's going to be an eight. Mm, it's probably a potion of farting. Mm. <laughs> well, I personally believe that this little bobble is probably somehow related to flatulence, but Theo or Melbourne, perhaps one of you would like to take a look. Oh, Perhaps it is a digestive. <laughs> uh, now, Melbourne will take a look at it. Melbourne, why would a bunch of mind flayers be needing digestives? Well, if you eat unsavory foods, perhaps you need to pass said food in a more uh, healthy way. Okay. Uh, Igneous, <laughs> you, you look through your jacket and you don't find any potions, but you do find a small... It looks like a sort of an oval pearl. Ah, uh, well, this is interesting. What do you think this is? Holds it up to the light, which is probably not really existent because it's the underdark, whatever light source there is. I mean, it's yeah, it's very <laughs> low light, sort of um, you know iridescent fungus. You know. Oh, you know what? He does produce flame with one hand and like lights up his hand and holds it up and looks through it to see if it. Sure. Slightly translucent. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's very you know pearlescent, sort of blues and pinks and stuff. I'm sorry. And then Melbourne, did you say you were trying to identify the? the I, I I said I I take a look at. It. I don't. I I have okay. no identification. Make an Arcana check. Uh, nine. Nine. Potion of potion of flatulence sounds about right. <laughs> it's definitely gassy. Hmm. Some sort of gas. Yes. Gas uh, based. Perhaps we will use this to clear a room in the future. Chris is going to keep giving us magic items, and we're never going to figure out what they are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a rock. Oh, I've got a stick. Uh, I've got a uh, sort of a tattered piece of cloth with some scribblies on it, and. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this sort of oval rock. Yenny, you look through your sleeveless jacket and you find a uh, rolled up piece of parchment. Ah, thankfully I can read. You open it up and can you read um, deep speech? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I you can't see read. A, very sinister, malevolent-looking, very sharp, angular font with lots of harsh edges and and scr scratches and markings going vertical and 
this doesn't make any sense to you. Maybe it's tic-tac-toe. Um, uh, I, I show it to Deidre. Hey, these letters look angry. Deidre, do you speak deep speech? I'm trying to figure that out right now. I don't okay. think I do. That's different from Undercommon, It is right? different from Undercommon. It's very it's old. Sure. But I do speak Elvish, which I feel like is, like, also old. <laughs> Thank you very much. Not as angry, though. It'd be different. Elvish is different than deep speech. Nope. Sorry, darling. No idea. Don't quite know what this says, but it appears to be some what you've seen in the past from allies and others as some some type of spell scroll. You remember Biscuit having a spell scroll that kind of looked similar to this. It has some sort of a yes, spell I'm on it. I'm afraid I'm unable to read it, but I'm fairly certain that that is uh, a spell scroll. It could be quite handy. Alright. I'll keep it around. Anybody seen one of these uh, pretty little oval pearls before? Holds it up. Would I recognize because shiny things is kind of my jam? Like, is that anything? You and Melvin and Theo make a history check. Ooh, I love my history. <laughs> well, with the disadvantages of 12. Also a 12 for me. Okay. Five. Five. Hey, together. Um, that's, that's <laughs> together by our powers combined. We got 29, guys. Uh, Deidre and Melbourne, you don't quite know what this is for, but you do know that there is arcane abilities of items that can hold that can hold spells within them, and this might have something to do with that, but you don't know exactly how it's activated or... Or, or what it's used specifically, what spells they can be used for. Perhaps we should find a mage who can uh, further identify these items. Yes, uh, Igneous darling, I, I know uh, shiny pieces of jewelry, and well, I'm not entirely sure what that does. I believe that is for more than just decor. All right, well, I'll hang on to it. Uh, anybody see anything else of value around here? Do we see anything else of value to you? Um, also say you check the other, the Quagoths don't really have anything. A uh, couple of, you know, weapons that are in poor condition and the... The freaky gnome thing? The, the freaky halfling, uh, the Darrow, um, uh, had a couple of poison darts. Uh, as a monk, you can use darts if you want to, like, pick those up and throw All them. Right. Um, so you can just put down poison dart. It's a D4 damage plus D4 poison damage. And you do find in the, there is a satchel on the side of one of the carrion crawlers that does have two more potions. One of them you do recognize as a potion of healing. And the other one, you, Igneous, if you're the one that finds it, uh, I'll say that you can make an arcana check. At first you just think is like, oh, there's nothing in it. And then you sort of, swish it around and there's like a shimmer to it and then it sort of goes clear again. These are all the checks that I might as well not make when I'm at disadvantage. <laughs> Ooh, I got a 15. 15 Arcana. 15. Um, you think you might have heard Biscuit talking about um, properties of, of spells and potions and uh, you think this, you're pretty sure this has something to do with invisibility. Uh, 
Look at this. Look at Simmers all invisibly. I think I might know what this one is. But yes, let's rest. I assume this is this does not feel like a good place to rest. I could very much use some healing. So why don't we uh, hurry on to hurry on to our destination? How badly hurt are you? I am at twenty-two out of like sixty. I, I I'll lay on hands for you as well and give give you five because that's about all I have left. Right. Thank you. Shall we go to Glorn? To Glorn. Yes, Stallions. All I've been saying. To Glorn. Okay. Uh, so you continue on your way to uh, Glorn. Um, you're following the path, but once again, the path goes through this sort of dense fog. At first, it's very thin, but then it turns into a thicker, purpley, swirly mist with a violent tint. And I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. Six. Fifteen. Ha! <laughs> Nat one, baby. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Uh, Deidre and Yenny, I need you to roll on a D, D100, please. Eight. Thirty-four. Eight and thirty-four. Okay. Deidre, um, you start breathing this in, and despite your best efforts to try to hold back, you, you take a big whiff of it, and you find yourself uh, chilled to the bone, and but not in a cold way, more of just like this, I can't move, and you blink for a second, and you find your entire body is just not able to move any muscle. You sort of retreat in your own mind, and you are paralyzed for the next minute. Uh, you guys just see Deidre go stone still. Oh, not again. Yenny, you start looking around. You swear you hear things. You, you hear crawling. You hear breathing. Um, you are considered frightened for the next 10 minutes. Frightened? Oh, sorry. Okay. And Deidre, it's 10 minutes. You're paralyzed for 10 minutes. Ooh, has it been long enough since after the battle that my rage would have worn off? Yes, with all okay. the investigation and everything like Got that. Got it. Okay, then then I indeed am frightened. So, yeah, so frightened just basically means you can keep going on the path, but if you sense anything in front of you, you're not going to go forward. So I'll kind of leave that up to you to roleplay. Deidre was frozen for a minute. For 10 yeah. minutes. So I'll go up to... She's paralyzed. You can pick yeah. her up. I'll notice, like, Deidre. Deidre. Snap in front of her face. Hey! Claps. All right, I'm just going to pick her up. Unresponsive. You get... You can get her legs. I can get the Pretty quickly, the I'm just going to, like, pick her up, throw over my shoulder. Okay. Um, so you can proceed forward <laughs> with her uh, fireman style, fireman carry, and uh, your speed is halved but um, you can move forward. Uh, Yenny, every once in a while, will freeze in her tracks and think she hears something and kind of retreats back a little bit, and you have to kind of, we'll say, like, between Melbourne and Theo, you kind of coax, coax her forward, and um, it's, it slows you down quite a bit. Mel Melbourne looks over his shoulder behind us. Goes, yeah. Did Look out behind you! What? What? Quick, run forward! What? No! What? Uh. 
Oh, it's, it's coming. I'll say it's it. coming, Quick, faster. Okay, so I'll say um, even slowed down, you do manage to press forward. At some at some point, 10 minutes in, <laughs> Dieter, has, who I'm carrying, who is stone still, is all of a sudden going to go like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She unfreezes, and, and Yanni suddenly gets her gumption back and is no longer afraid. After some time, after about two hours, you see um, a kind of a rising slope of the the earth. So you you all uh, start approaching. Uh, in the distance, you see a stone and gem encrusted fortress of dwarven construction, with strong angles. It's about a hundred feet tall, with triangular overhangs jutting out every five feet or so, like a giant serrated knife about half a mile wide. This thing is enormous. Along the wall are sconces with wooden torches, each containing a blue glowing flame. Combined with the purple and faint orange glow of the lichen and luminous crystals around you, it's it's a very eerie but beautiful kind of sight. And a kind of cold, chill breeze waves past you. There's a musky, damp smell of mildew in the air. You've reached the Temple of Glorn. And in front of you, you look around, and and as you approach, you see that there is no front door. It's just stone for what seems like half a mile. I'd like to cast, or not cast, but use my divine sense to see if there are any celestials, fiends, or undead within 60 feet. Give me a nature check. Nature. 21. Okay. You sense something below you, and it's it's just outside of your reach, um, but it's, it's not celestial, and it's not quite undead, but it's kind of hard to tell what it is. You just get this feeling of the whole ground is giving you a weird mojo. Uh, uh, fellow heroes, uh, the ground is unusual. Uh, does anyone see anything? On the ground? It looks like ground. Or about the ground. I'd like to I step on the ground. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, okay. You can make a investigation or a nature check. I'll give I'll leave that up to you. Hmm. Nature is what I will do. And I got a nat 20 plus 3, 23. 23, nat 20. Okay. Uh this is dirt. Mixed with a little bit of shale, pebbles. Probably hmm. not good uh planting soil. Um maybe perennials. You know, Melvin, you were really close to that gas before, so maybe you should just um, relax over here. I think the dirt's... Perhaps. But perhaps it is something under the dirt. Something is suspicious. I will say with um, that high of a check, you your eyes kind of divert up to the stone wall, and you start noticing um, every 10 feet or so, there's these carvings, um, sort of inset of these runic symbols. And every 10 feet or so, you see another one, and then another one, and then another one. Does anyone here speak or read Celestial? Nope. Okay. 
can I have everybody make a history check? 18. 11. Okay, good. Eight. 14. 14. Okay. Um, Yenny and Deidre and Melbourne, uh, you guys see some of these symbols look kind of kind of familiar. They they, they start looking, uh, you know, even though you don't speak the language, you start realizing maybe some things in a pattern or arrangement, like something looks like maybe a horizon line with maybe a moon or stars. Uh, there's something that looks like here's the land, but then underneath there's fire. Uh, there's something that looks like several circles some bigger and smaller in depth like possibly uh celestial beings or planets there's some that that just look like uh waves i'm not quite sure what it means but but uh they 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 have elemental nature and and um things about the heavens and these are like these markings they're like are they like they're tiles like above the they're like carvings about five feet high um about about a foot in foot by foot square it i want to walk up to the one that's got some i guess moon looking things on it and i'm gonna touch it okay uh with and you so you look up you go to the one that has a moon i need you to make a charisma saving throw mm -hmm. oh shoot 13 Th uh wait before you do anything if you have to make a saving throw you can add my charisma modifier which is plus four so that'd be 17. 17 okay that that will succeed so uh you place okay. your hand on this this rune that um looks like um looks like kind of a moon carving with with an ocean possibly water or some sort of horizon line underneath and as you do that you see it light up yellow and just your reflexes being deft as they are, you kind of dodge out of the way as a bolt of lightning uh, shoots out and kind of arcs past you. Uh, Igneous does kind of a instinctive back bend um, as this like kind of shock of lightning shoots out. Oh. Well, does seem like a bad thing. Are you okay? I'm fine, darling. <laughs> Did it open or turn or imbue you with wisdom or anything? Mm. The, the light starts to dim and it goes back to rock. No, but at least we know that we can interact with whatever these things are. So I imagine that perhaps that has something to do with how we get inside. Uh, Yenny, you are quite small. Perhaps you could go underneath them and touch them. Uh, they would clearly go right over your head. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, Yenny, I don't know if that's... <laughs> no. they, might, they might not all do the same no, thing, Yenny. The, the closest <laughs> one to you is uh, a circle on top of a circle on top of a Ooh. circle with a triangle in the middle. I'm going to high-five it. Yennefer Marie Donk, don't you dare. Here we go. Slap it. Is that her name? I'm going to stand in between the runes, uh, but next to her, uh, so that I can provide that aura. Well... So they're they're ten feet apart. So right. you if you have to be how close? I within ten feet. Within ten feet. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, so I'll stand like just... in between them, like. At okay. The so point. you're nearby. So go ahead and make a charisma saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Plus four. Yeah. Uh, then 
is a 10 going to save me? Is it 10 plus 4? No, a total it's 10, 10 with the plus 4. Uh, yep. It does not. Uh, so, <laughs> so Yenny, oh man, uh, uh, Yenny just touches it and you feel this, this wave of kind of, it's sort of like wind, but it just sort of kind of like pushes you back. And Yenny turns around and she seems fine. A um, couple of wrinkles in her face have shown up. There's a shock of white hair that's on the side of her hair. Oh, no. You have aged 10 years. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, are you okay, Yenny? Oh, I'm so glad that was you. I mean, are you okay? Huh. Perhaps we should not touch any more of these. My knees feel weird. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen. Are there, hmm, are there any symbols that look like a she door? She was that old to begin with. And yeah, it was 30. Now I'm 40. That's, That's nothing, baby. Yenny, quick, but what you percentage of your paycheck do you recommend investing in a like a long-term <laughs> retirement account? Oh, at least 5%, especially if they're matching. Oh, they're she's employers. much older. She's not there anymore. <laughs> Yeah, confirmed. <laughs> Melvin, do you want to look at more symbols? Is that? I would like to see if there's any that look like a door or perhaps... Something that might give me superpowers. Or are there actually... While he does that, I want to look at the ground okay. and see if I can see a path that looks well-trod. Like a lot of people have gone to this same okay. symbol. Uh, so, Deidre, why don't you make a survival check? And hey. Melbourne, um, I'm just going to have you make a general perception check. Okay. That's a 13. Okay. Uh, and a 15 for me. 15. Deidre, you see that uh, there, you don't pick up on footprints per se, but there is less um, larger rocks. Like, like you know, how the, like sometimes on a path, on like a dirt path, there is kind of a more well-worn area and then there's ones that's kind of like rougher so you do see that uh there there is kind of a well-worn um path that goes to the right uh it's a little hard to pinpoint like what symbol it's going to because it seems to just go along all of them but but it doesn't seem to go back to the left and as Deidre is kind of like honing in on something Melbourne is also looking at the symbols and with a 15 I'm going to say you start looking at all these symbols and one of them stands out to you unmistakably it is the same symbol that you have on your arm oh I'm going to touch it (laughs) you're going to touch it stand back everyone this one looks promising you go to touch it, and your arm goes through the wall. Oh! oh, oh. <laughs> I, I will follow my arm. Okay, you just see Melvin just kind of go into this wall hand first. Oh no! He's in the wall now! I only age, but he's a wall! <laughs> We probably should have taken a more thorough look at all the symbols before just like willy nilly touching them. Uh, 
Let's go. Yeah, in retrospect, it's fairly obvious which one it was supposed to be. I mean, I would have thought something that recognizable because we did attempt to look in. at the symbols. Sure, this one was like a good 200 feet to the right yeah, it of was you. Far away. We can only walk at all the symbols. Who's got time for that? Yeah. Even if we knew about it, I feel like I still would have slapped <laughs> the symbol. So honestly, that's okay. Don't worry about it. All right. Does everybody follow where Melbourne went in? I'm, Yenny's definitely going to stay back and let other people okay. do things first. Igneous went in. She's become wiser in her old age. Okay. <laughs> uh, Igneous follows. Yes. Okay. Theo will go next. Theo goes in. Uh, Rebecca, um, I hope this works for you too. Did uh, did she go through? Friend of the knights. Do you? Are you? How are you proceeding through? Are you proceeding through like on your own, or are you like hurting her or, or holding her? Yeah, maybe I'll kind of pick her up like a big dog and okay, walk through like that. <laughs> she goes through with you. Okay, good girl. Uh, Deidre, Yenny. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go. You guys. Yanni, we're going to have to start talking about your um, skincare regime because it's going to get a lot more complicated, darling. Nah, I'll just get a tan. Okay, so the two of you walk through the wall. And um, as you walk through, Melbourne, you're the first one. You notice there's a faint blue glow on your Knights of the Realm tattoo, and then it fades away, and then, it's, and then it uh, kind of goes away. Uh, but as each one of you comes through the wall, one after the other, and you find yourself inside a large stone room with burgundy banners hanging down from the walls. On them is, uh, on one of them right in front of you, um, uh, a couple feet out, uh, is a familiar uh, Knights of the Realm symbol that is familiar to you, but uh, that you also see various crests of realms from all around. You see Popolona, you see Castor, you see your own home realms that you that you come from. Some of them are are more dated versions of uh, modern versions of, of the insignias that you're used to, but but most of the realms of the world are represented. And uh, to the left of you, there is a set of wooden doors. Uh, double doors, and to the right, uh, a 15-foot tall and 20-foot wide stone archway that kind of have a has a green glow that's coming from below. Um, there's a set of stone carved stairs going up around the corner of what looks like a central round tower. So there is some sort of an upper level to this, and what looks like some sort of a lower level. And you think you smell fresh baked bread. It's kind of interesting. Uh, it's significantly warmer in here. That it does not smell like damp mildew. It it, it smells nice, and uh, there's an ample amount of light, but there's not really a real light source. It's kind of strange. I'll do my divine sense again. Okay. Pretty much the same feeling, uh, except this time it's the the sense of what you felt before, not not celestial, not. Not fiendish, not quite undead, but there's some something that's below you. Now, I uh, we were told before that Boone, I think his name was, yep, is a beholder. Um, mm-hmm. 
Would I have any sense that that is what I'm sensing? Well, beholders are not undead. They're aberrations. So you don't, you don't get a sense of beholder. Okay. Something is downstairs, but I can't tell what. So as you say that from the green glowing door, a shadow appears on the wall. And as if floating up around the corner and then into your view, a large floating pale pink beholder comes uh, floating up around the corner. He's about seven feet wide and six feet deep and a large uh, purple eye in the middle, um, an iris. And he says, hey, hi, guys. (laughs) Oh, hello. You must be knights. Uh, Otherwise, you couldn't have come in here. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. hello, I, I am Melvin Gelrod. Uh, are, are you Boone? Yeah, yeah, I'm Boone. Hi. And he kind of like, his eye stalks <laughs> sort of float around and one of them kind of like goes up and down like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A pleasure. Uh, my name is Boone. Uh, I'm sort of the caretaker of Glorn. Uh, welcome to Glorn Fortress. And, uh, well, I, uh, I didn't think Gustavo said that there were people coming, but I didn't think you guys would make it so soon. So cool. Yeah. We took the shortcut and, and uh, ended up pretty hurt. Uh, do you have, is there a place we could okay. rest? Uh, it's nice to meet you. Thanks for having oh, us. Yeah. Sure. There's a, uh, there's rooms upstairs. If you want to follow me, I can take you uh, unless you're hungry. You want to eat something. Oh, first. that'd be great. Yeah. yeah I could eat. Oh, food would be wonderful. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hold on. Hey, uh, we have guests. Oh. Hey, guys. They'll be here in a minute. Uh, oh, you, they, are they they're more, are they like you? Oh, no, I'm the only, uh, I'm the only one like me. It's fine. Uh, but I, if you want, I could show you to your rooms and we'll probably eat, uh, when you come back down if you want to put your stuff down. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, okay, darling. All right, follow me. And he kind of just floats about three feet above the stairs, up the stairway. <laughs> and, he just, and as he floats, he kind of turns around and he's still floating backwards. One of his eyes is looking forward, but he's like, <laughs> so this is Glory <laughs> Temple. And um, it's it's been around here for at least 500, 600 years. I've just moved in about uh, 70 years ago. But um, before me, it was always, it's always been kept up by different... Uh, Night volunteers, knights of the order. So um, you're in a good place. It's uh, it's kind of used as a stronghold and uh, sort of a, a, a place to reset and a, a, a place that uh, you can get around. Yes, your security is, is very thorough. My dear friend Yenny here has unfortunately found herself... Uh, Old. Well, a little... Oh, more yeah. mature. You touched the time time rune. Uh, yeah, that one's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I, maybe... Uh, Maybe Lucky can help out with that one. Uh, he's he's got a few tricks up his sleeves. Who's Lucky? Oh, he's one of the he's one of the sorcerers that you'll meet. But uh oh, here we go. And he brings you into this uh, hallway, which is uh goes on for quite a ways, and it's a stone hallway. And he says, um, so the first three rooms are occupied by the by the uh, the trio, as we call them, the trio, and uh, and then after that, it's pretty much um, you can have any one of those rooms. There's a little uh, 
There's a little stone outside of each room and you just put your hand on that. Don't worry, nothing bad will happen to this time because we know as long as you're knights, <laughs> which I think you are. And um, so, and then you just think of the room that you want to go in. And then when you go in it, um, you'll be there. Think of the type. Darling, what is, what is this trio though? If you don't mind me backpedaling here. Oh just... yeah, the trio, that's the trio of sorcerers. It's, um, well, there's Lucky, uh, there's uh, Refiella and uh, uh, Gonok. All right, so there are rooms about, you know, 20 feet apart. Um, the doors, I should say, with, with these little crystals, sort of like on a, sort of where a key card would be, but th there's, uh, on, the, on the wall next to it, there's a little stone out with a crystal that's kind of hanging up. And it's sort of a, it's not particularly smooth. It's, it's almost like a, like a mood crystal you would find that glows colors or something. You know, he, he in, indicated if you want to like put your hand on it and think about where you want to go. Like what type of room we want to go to? What type of room you'd like to stay in? Uh, Deidre's is like, she doesn't even hesitate, puts her hand down and it basically is like a very clean bedroom with a, with a like spa type like setup. Um, okay. It's very, very high. Deidre puts her hand on. It glows kind of a, a warm crimson. And the door opens. And you see this plush carpeted um, four-poster bed with with uh, a double mattress. Um, there is a, there is a, a clawfoot tub over in the corner with a, a large ornate window looking into an a, a amethyst sky sunset, which is weird because there's no sun down here. Um, and it's, um, it's beautiful. It's a, it's a very posh room and you go in, uh, Igneous, you put your hand on, on the, uh, your room crystal. What, what do you envision for yourself? I think that kind of stumps him. Like he would like hang back. Cause okay. Like he, Faced with that prospect of like, where do I want to be? I think he's like, I've never really thought about that. He doesn't know. So he like kind of falls to the back of the line. Okay. So he thinks about it for a second. Who wants to go next? Oh, oh, Yenny. Okay. Yenny uh, steps up, puts her hand on a crystal. It kind of glows green. And what, what do you? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, something with a comfy bed, not too big. And then a fireplace and a bunch of unchopped wood so I can spend a bunch of time chopping. Nice. <laughs> you go into what seems like a large um, thatch roof, um, like like a like a big sort of thatch roofed um, tent. And it's got this large stone hearth fireplace about seven feet wide um, that has a, a couple of embers already there. A huge pile of firewood with a large axe and a chopping block. And then over on the side, there's um, a big straw mattress uh, with, with some feather pillows um, with like big posts that are wrapped around with thick hempen rope. And, and there's like some furs hanging on the wall and um like you know bone carvings and stuff on on the mantle it's yeah living the dream yeah let's get chopping <laughs> the door closes and you just see yenny pick up an axe and go ha ha <laughs> <laughs> uh melbourne theo 
Um, Melvin is. Well, I imagine what he would picture is something like like uh, a really nice treehouse, like like what the Wookies on Kashyyyk live in, or like the Navi sure. on Pandora, like that kind of like okay. fancy, like in the trees, in the tree canopies type room. Okay. Because he's slightly obsessed with nature. Okay, so you open the door and uh, you smell. The, the, it's odd because you're like this shouldn't this shouldn't make any sense, but you kind of get this fresh air, clean air smell. You hear birds chirping through the door. Um, you you see kind of a, a clear sky in front of you with with sort of this canopy and and what looks like tree branches hanging above you that that uh, with dappled sunlight uh, that's coming through the branches and there are a series of netting and and ropes that's kind of holding up uh, a beautiful hammock that's uh, hanging in between natural uh, tree trunks that are coming up through the floor which is also made up of of wood and it's got elven carving on it. Um, there is a there is a little shrine to um, some of the the gods of nature that that you follow, and um, over in the corner. Oh, cool! Yep, that's perfect. Yeah, he'll go over and, and pray. <laughs> gotcha. Theo or Igneous? Uh, Theo's going to step up and um, kind of kind of think for a minute, and then open up, and um, inside is a. Uh, sort of a recreation of his uh, tribal home, which would have been a nomadic tent and um, with a big uh, fire in the center and lots of um, uh, furs and uh, blankets kind of set out around. Uh, lots of uh, kind of small crafted pieces of furniture around and uh, maybe a nice uh, bed of hay and uh, straw for uh, Rebecca. So, yeah. you know, kind of uh, maybe smaller than uh, some of the other rooms, but kind of modeled after his um, after his uh, tribal ancestors. Yeah, it looks very homey. And there's a bunch to, of, of natural grains to eat, um, a little hearth with um, like a little uh, cast iron pot over a, a, a rough stone fire and uh, there's even a few other sheep mm. <laughs> that are that are in the room that Rebecca kind of goes bah, and they go bah, 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 and they just kind of they're just kind of like congregating uh, a little like um, call it um, like Australian sheepdog comes over and just like starts kind of like rounding them up a little bit and and you're you're on the, the ground is like grass covered and it's it's kind of like you're you're in this sort of like awning you're, you're in the, a sort of a a tan hide covered um, awning on, on a plain of grass um, it's it's very nice very nomadic okay let's meet your new friends here Rebecca <laughs> say hi play nice igneous where are you staying so I think like Igneous is like kind of stunned by this like question and notion and has never really like let himself ponder where he would want to be and just kind of like stares at it and eventually like tries it and ends up with uh, like the last place that was like his area, which is the like 
army barracks in the fire realm and it's just like eight bunks but there's nobody there it's just him and each bunk has like just like a little chest to leave your stuff and there's like nothing in there and it's super lonely way hot but it's like fine for him and that's just where he ends up for the time like not happy about it it's not like his happy place but he like that was like the only thing that came to him in terms of like where would you stay so after a couple minutes you guys are feeling very like oh this is really nice and weird and and how is this you don't really think about after at first what hits you is just this is amazing and then and after a couple seconds you're like wait a minute how am I outside and like, how's it sunset? You know, like you're, these kind of like lo- logical questions are sort of coming up. Um, and uh, you, you hear Boone from outside the door that you came through and he's like, um, Oh, uh, not sorry to interrupt, but you guys want to go downstairs and meet the trio? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. But I was just about to have a soak. Fine. Oh, you'll, you can have time for that. Um, I just didn't know if you if you, if you want to sleep now or um, if you guys want to eat something first. Food. <laughs> okay. I mean, considering all I've had is Theo's quote-unquote cheese. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's... It is <laughs> cheese. That's <laughs> what else could that's it be? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Uh, bread smelled good. All right. So he uh, he escorts you back downstairs again, kind of floating and giving you some history of the castle. Like, oh, all these banners. Do you know what that that realm is? Um, I've been able to figure out most of these, but I don't know what that one with the high peak and the sort of sun behind it. I'm not sure what that one is, but uh, I've I, I've heard of most of these places. Would any would 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 I recognize it? Or any of us? Give me a give me a history check. Seventeen. Uh, you recognize this as the realm of Elderlock. Hmm. I will tell uh, our friend Boone that. This is Elderlock. I recognize it from oh. something. Okay. From, from uh, it's, in the, it's on the continent of Nilfenheim. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a ways away. So, so no wonder I haven't really thought about that. I didn't. I wasn't sure if that was all part of one thing or maybe it was separated, but... You know, I don't get out much. I kind of stay stay here. <laughs> how so, did you come to be here, friend Boone? Well, um, let's see. About, um, well, gosh, it was like 70 or 72 years ago. Um, I was I was in the Underdark, um, and I was kind of doing my Beholder thing. And, and um, I you know, wasn't a very, very nice guy. Um, but, uh, some people found me and, uh, adventurers like you guys, and they, uh, well, we kind of had a little bit of a tussle, <laughs> um, you know, and, but one of them had like a, a tome, like a spell, and they hit the spell, and next thing I knew, I, I just felt different, and I, I, they asked if I wanted to help out, and I said, yeah, so they brought me here. What a blessing that you encountered such good-hearted adventurers. And uh, and at that moment, you hear kind of from the the side doors, um, the the two double doors on that were in the other side of the room that you initially came in, opens up, and you hear, "Yes, indeed, he is quite a blessing." 
You must be the knights that Gustavo has sent to us. Welcome. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, uh, Gustavo did send us. Uh, sorry, we're uh, not uh, more presentable. It was a bit of a rough trip over here, but... Uh, I was planning to be. Yeah. She, she's usually a lot I'm sure cleaner. you will have... I'm sure you will have time for that. And you see before you three uh, figures, humanoid figures. One of them who is talking is a uh, female gold dragonborn. And she's wearing... Uh, she's got sort of uh, thin, shimmering skin, kind of a, a thinner snout, um, scarlet robes, and very, very presentable and, and um, kind of uh, clean looking. And um, the second one is um, a, a pale skin with sort of blue white hair, and he's wearing a dark blue cloak and with sort of a silver inlay um, all the way up to his cuffs and, um, and a dark, um, dark steel belt. And uh, the third one is a short three foot tall um, frog creature. It's a sort of big red eyes and he's got this kind of yellow belly and he's wearing uh, sort of uh, <laughs> white robes with wrappings around his his uh, his or her arms and legs and kind of goes I'm willing to bet that's Gomak. I like the frog. Oi, that's uh, that's Gonok and my name's Lucky. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Glorm. Hey there, it's time for some announcements. This is Chris Daly, your DM for Season 5 and your friendly neighborhood illustrator <laughs> or something. So every episode this season, I've been mentioning the tools that are great to use for Dungeon Masters and for players. This week, we're going to talk about FastCharacter.com. And again, this is not sponsored. This is just some cool sites that I think would be handy for you. So this is a really cool website when you need to roll up a new character very fast, hence the name. You could use it as a DM when you need a quick NPC or as a player when you're playing a one-shot or just need to roll up something quick. Uh, or maybe generate some ideas for your character if you're leveling up. There are multiple drop-downs. You can easily configure your choice of race, class, gender, alignment, stats, feats, or just let the AI assign them randomly. So check it out. Uh, it might just come in handy. And when you're done, you can export it uh, as several different formats, including a virtual tabletop format. So that's fastcharacter.com. And hey, if you like our podcast, and we hope you do, head to your podcast app and see those five-star reviews. You can fill out one of those little review things and write a little something-something, and uh, you can immortalize yourself in the comments section. Let us know what you like, who you love, what characters you love, what players you love. I mean, I hope it, if you love us, then that's really, that's that's a touching sentiment but i hope that's the show that you love and not like us personally because we, we don't know a lot of you but that, that would make it weird let us know what you love and uh, leave a comment on the show it really helps us to take a minute and leave a rating and review please another way you can support is head over to t public and check out our swag search for knights of the roll table and you can get a cool new knights of the realm t-shirt 
a roll table logo, a hydration is very important, and even a season one cast print. So that's at T Public and search Knights of the Roll Table. And if you like playing D&D and need some art, consider checking out my Patreon at patreon.com slash dungeonheads. I've created a library of characters that grows each week with more variations of characters. Black and white art is free, but subscribers can suggest new characters and higher tiers get to vote. You might even see some familiar characters in the library. Check out my stuff at Dungeonheads on most social media and on Patreon, as well as TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. And a lot of the music for the podcast comes from Arcane Anthems and Tabletop Audio. Both of them have a Patreon and are both amazing at what they do, so consider checking them out. And we know we are not the only tabletop RPG D&D actual play podcast out there, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of the community. And don't forget to go out and make life an adventure. In front of you stands three sorcerers. Rifiela, the female gold dragonborn. Gunak, the grung. And Lucky, who um, continues to talk. And he says, so we uh, were told that you might be a bit peckish and you might want to have something to eat. Is that... Is that true? Oh, we could eat. He has starving. Gnock, you want to whip something up? And he goes, And he kind of turns around and goes back into this big room. And you see inside the room, it's it's pretty, it's kind of empty. There's not, there's no table. There's no chairs. It's, um, it's just sort of a large room. There's a few curtains hanging on the side, like banners. And uh, Ganok from a satchel that he's carrying on the side pulls out a uh, very decorative diamond chalice, diamond studded chalice. And he does a kind of incantation and he's, his arms, his little spindly frog <laughs> digits are moving around this, this chalice and it starts to glow and sort of this mist comes uh, from it. And he places it down and then from uh, from the center of it uh, grows visually a, a large table covered in m- many, many uh, countless fruits and vegetables and meats and breads and pitchers of various liquids and um, tables uh, er, tables pop up on the side with, with um, with uh, other pitchers and glassware and things like that, and chairs pop up, and he has created a hero's feast for you. And so, Ooh, and- this looks wonderful. Thank you, Gnock. Did I say that right? Take that as a yes. I that meant yes. <laughs> Lovely. Let's. Uh, if you don't mind, I like to eat while I chat. Um, so we will in- enjoy this delicious feast. But also, I-, I do have a few questions. If you don't mind. Um, first and foremost, uh, Lucky, may I call you Lucky? Oh, of course. Lovely. Um, so we were told uh, by uh, Boone, as we were entering, um, that perhaps you might assist us with a little bit of a, a bungled situation. You see, my dear friend Yenny here, um, she uh, appears to have, uh, well, aged somewhat significantly. Uh, we ran into a little bit of mischief with those... Uh, protections you have outside so i was hmm. i was hoping hoping that perhaps you could assist us um with rectifying that situation oh right uh, you probably touched the time rune then did you 
Sorry about that, lass. Um, well, I can help, but it might take me a day or two, um, maybe, or three. But um, once I get the right uh, components and ingredients for the spell, I should be able to turn back time, so to speak. And can you do that for people who didn't touch the rune? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. But someone like you don't need that sort of um, arcane fix. Oh, I can tell we're going to be marvelous friends, darling. Taint nothing. And uh, Raffaella kind of gives him a look. And goes, <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> anyway, you can tell we haven't been out much. But I should introduce for, uh, us first of all, as we are former knights as yourselves. And they, she kind of shows her tattoo that she has on her arm. And she says, we have been entrusted here for the last several years. And as sorcerers and wizards and warlocks before us take a less combat intrusive role, but we uh, maintain the grumble gate that you have come to us on. The grumble gate? I suppose Gustavo told you about the grumble gate? You know, uh, the, he said the, that you could um, send us to Sorry. Uh, what are you eating? He said, oh, that's a, the thing is some kind of bird. And uh, that's definitely some bread. It's really good. You guys should have the oh, bread. Oh, yes. That's um, that's uh, sweet. That's sweet bread. Um, it's honey sweet bread. And uh, that is um, cooked goose. Oh, so delicious. Really good. And there's uh, these little round green Hero's things. Feast, by the way is pretty much like anything you want to eat. If you want to eat waffles, you can eat waffles. If you want to eat ice cream, you can eat ice is cream. Like it that has... scene in, in Hook where like he's like, you got to exactly believe, and then all of a sudden, like, it's a table of it's, food. It's anything you want to eat um, made from the caster, and it it just... It has no, like, you know, if you eat a bunch of beans, you're not going to get gassy. It's, it's, it's oh. just like... What it does, uh, let me just tell you about what a hero's feast does. Um, it, it cures you of all diseases and poison. You become immune to poison and being frightened. And it makes all wisdom saving throws. You can make wisdom saving throws with advantage. And your hit point maximum increase by 2d10. So I need each one of you to roll 2d10. And all of those things last for 24 hours. So Raffaella, Raffaella is, is gnawing on some sort of like chicken wing or something. And she's like, well, as I'm sure after you have got sufficient amount of rest, uh, we will take you downstairs um, to the lower chambers and we will show you the grumble gate. It's quite a sight to behold. That's why the three of us sorcerers um, are there because you need someone with arcane abilities of teleportation to create the portals that will take you to different locations around the realms. And um, there are a few different locations that these missing knights uh, are located. Have you decided where, uh, which one that you would like to go after first? Huh? Oh, hello. Um, Hi. I, did, oh. I didn't catch your <laughs> name. Oh, oh, uh, me? <laughs> um, uh, Theodore, Theo, um, uh, how do you do? Pleasure to meet you. Um, wow. Um, hi. Pleasant to meet you. Theo, you, did you get some sun? Your cheeks are blushing, darling. 
I didn't know um, that you had rosacea. Oh, I, uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, just uh, eating um, some of this uh, lovely food. Thank you, Gornok. Uh, wow. Thank you. Um, wow. Yeah. Or did you eat one of those mushrooms you're allergic to again? Raffaella looks at uh, your sheep next to you and says, and is that your pet? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, she's, yeah, she's a traveling pet um, with me for a long time. It's Rebecca. Rebecca, Raffaella, it's uh, good to meet you, etc. I've never seen, I've never seen uh, a um, ovine uh, with with the sort of metallic uh, wool structure that that she seems to have. Interesting. Right, right. I know. That's what I've been saying. That's why I take her, um, you know, out with me. Uh, no, I've never seen it before. You know, and I was hoping that somebody could, you know, if had there was a, a record of it or uh, it could be in a, a thesaurus or a, a, a guidebook or something. And you hear you hear from the other end of the table. And Raffaella says, yes, I believe you're right. He might know something about that. Hmm. Well, it <laughs> turns out that one of the knights that we had some interaction with before he left is is a bit of um, an expert on animal husbandry around the realms. And if anyone would know, I would say go find him. But it seems like maybe one of the choices is you might. Yeah, uh, that that would be um, amazing. Yeah. I've, I've traveled to uh, hundreds of places and nobody's seen something like this or had a record of it or anything. Yes. Well, the person we're referring to, of course, is Cyrano. He's a, a warlock by trade, but he's um, one of the ones that went missing, unfortunately. Well, maybe we should go find him first. What do you guys think? Well, uh, who, who's missing again? Uh, who, who we got to find? Lucky, I believe you have the complete list. Right. Well, there's uh, a few missing knights. Seven, I believe, in, in total. Seven? The first one is uh, Pluon Kendokar, who's a turtle. He's gone in um, Heaven's Breath, which is in the realm of Kesserim. Only thing I know about it is uh, it's, it's a bit of a. Sorry, I, I shifted into Cockney there for a second. This was the <laughs> Irish. Blimey. Only thing I know about it, it's uh, got a lot of halflings in that in that area. So, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure why he would go missing there. The next one is. Uh, Luxora Domar, uh, who's a half-elf, and she was with Jodin Reedcattle, who was a halfling cleric, and they they went to Coldguard, uh, which is a which is a freezing place. But um, the place that they are is not the most dangerous. But it's not the most dangerous in Coldguard. But for some reason that they're they're not able to be found, so something might have uh, gone down. Then there's Cyrano, who uh, went missing somewhere in the Zolor Spiral in Lothlorien. Um, there's a bloke by the name of XX Bloody... I, I don't know how to read that, but um, he's a, an assassin of some kind, and he went missing in Boulderbell, which is in um, the United King's realm. Very nice place. Um, kind of reminds me of you, uh, Deidre. Oh. Um, it's, it's got... Um, and, and as he says that, Deidre, you actually remember that your family has a summer home in the United Kings. Hmm. 
and and he mentions a boulder bell and, and you're like boulder bell boulder bell oh that's like two hours from our summer home yes well i can tell you it's it's a lovely area although we would want to keep a low profile i'd hate to run into any of my former acquaintances right there's another one named uh kali who's an aracocra monk is a bit of a uh, a bird person if you will and um she's quite famous in the nights uh, for being the protector of the ambassador of Munjabe uh, realm and so she rescued him from an assassination attempt and quite famous um, but she got um, she was sent to Shimra Cross in Velocia and never returned kind of an island uh, looking for something important on a secret mission and and then there's another knight who we don't even know who it is but uh, apparently sent from someone up top um, one of the knights of the order and and um, they went lost in the sunless jungle. Is there any expediency to rescuing any of these particular knights? <sighs> well, um, and Raffaella speaks up and she says, well, of course, that all of them are quite important. Um, I don't, we don't know exactly what happened to any of them. So they're all sort of an equal playing field. But if I were to have a personal state and, one of them, I would say that the that Kali, who is the uh, Arakokra monk, um, was looking for something quite important, and perhaps either finding her or finding it might help in the effort to battle against this Platinum Syndicate that we found out more about. Well, that's the one we should go to. I think we should go to there. That's the first place, right, guys? Right, everybody? Even before Cyrano, who can says. help you find out about Rebecca... Well, I'm just saying if uh, Raffaella says that it's the um, uh, most important, then um, maybe that's where we should... Uh, I'll be rop, interested rop, in rop, that. Huh? Yep, and then and he says, Oi, that's right. Um, Gonok says that um, it might be prudent to go after the one with two knights, you know, that are missing in, in one place. But it is Shivermore, so in Cold Guard. So it's not the most pleasant place to visit. All the more reason to go get them. Tell you what, um, if you want to go there, uh, maybe go somewhere else first. Uh, we might be able to come up with a few things that can help you in a cold environment. But, well, I think um, I think uh, I might be able to help with that. But I need a little preparation time. A capital idea. Then to Kali is my vote. That sounds good. I'd like to meet another monk. Uh, this seems like a lot of nights that have uh, been misplaced, you think, uh... Seven, darling, seven! Yeah, uh, you think the same person is, are they related, or, uh, is this a common occurrence, or... Is the same person taking out nights we should be aware of? Well, of course, all this went down when the elites, as they're called now, I believe, um, all of these people that are taking over the realms from the Platinum Syndicate um, made their move, the Great Turmoil. I'm sure you all have been affected in some Unfortunately, way. Unfortunately, yes. And we, as the Knights Organization, as I'm sure you know, has uh, sort of did a regrouping, but we had many traitors from within and that, um, that were undercover spies. Now that we know that um, we who we can trust, now we're trying to regroup and find threads and, and connections of the people that have gone missing. So I wouldn't say it's a common occurrence, 
But as of recent, it's something that we've placed higher emphasis on finding those of us that have gone missing. Did they all go missing around the time of uh, Go Hole and Decius's uh, plot? If you're referring to the the events in the realm of Castor and Red Basin, then yes. Yeah. All right. All right. We uh, we were told about that from Mr. Bloodmoon. Ah, well, uh, we could tell you a lot more about that because uh, right here, uh, that these three, uh, we were the, we were the ones that did that. Yeah, Deidre. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Excellent. Excellent. Wonderful. Well, congratulations on that. That is that We're is quite proud. an accomplishment. Thank you. I believe you are the ones that that also cracked this platinum syndicate mystery that's been happening. A bit, a bit. Yeah, that came out there. It didn't really make sense to us at the time, but uh, we context. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll take credit for that too. Yes. Uh, in thanks for that, uh, we found some uh, things out here, out there on our way over, and uh, we were wondering if some uh, powerful sorcerers such as yourself might know more about them, because we did not. Uh, look, uh, you know what this is? He holds up the little pearl. Oh. Oh, you're looking yeah, for yeah, identify. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, toss toss it over there, mate. He tosses it. <laughs> Lucky catches it, and as he catches it, you see this little, you see this little like, kind of wisp of of air, like a cold frost in the air. He's like, Pfft. some of you get the sense that there's there's a kind of an elemental nature to to his to his ancestry, and he kind of looks at it. His eyes shimmer for a second, kind of glow, and he looks at it, spins it around, kind of does a little like coin flipping trick with the opal and he's like this what you have here my friend is a pearl of power it can store a spell that you can you can cast a spell inside of it and it will hold it and then when you throw it at somebody or you can even sort of like set a timer and it will go off and cast that spell later so you can cast it and then like take a rest and then have another spell that you can have like an extra spell later Ah, like, like you cast a Pretty spell cool. on it and then it gets stored in there? Really? Nice. Can someone else use the spell? So if you were to place a spell in there, could Igneous here take it the next day and utilize it for himself? Aye, as long as it's used within one day. Interesting. Like, for instance, could you, like, put a hero's feast in here? Because this is delicious. Theo, did you get some of that cheese? That cheese is really good. It's delicious. We uh, we were sent the, uh, the the chalice in order to make that. Um, we don't get those too often unless you have another diamond chalice that's um, about a thousand gold pieces worth. No, um, don't have if that. you find one of those though, um, then um, we might be able to make another one. All right. um, we thought it might be beneficial for your first journey just to have a bit of a, a boost. much appreciated. And then you hear from the corner of the room, just kind of floating. <laughs> you hear, uh, you, uh, I can help out too. When you're ready, I, 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 I got a couple things I can do. Uh, cool. Oh, what's that, friend Boone? Boone is, uh, Boone is right helpful, actually. Um, when, before you go, uh, Boone, not right now, actually, but, um, but maybe before you, you head out through the gate, um, we'll have Boone do his thing. All right. Uh, we got some other things too. Uh, oh sure. Uh, what else you got? 
It was that uh, Yenny. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this one. Scrow thing. It's got squiggles. Bad squiggles. So he opens it up, and again, his eyes kind of shimmer a little bit, and he's looking at it, and he says, "Oh, interesting. Well, okay. Um, this uh, this is a spell." Um, this is a spell that might be used to fool your enemies if they if you want to make them think that they're somewhere else or you're somewhere else um, it's a spell known as hallucinatory terrain uh, the what now? it's called hallucinatory terrain it makes you look like you're somewhere else so, sort of like what happened with um, if I'm assuming you guys went to your rooms earlier and you kind of envisioned yourself somewhere else but this what this does it is sort of like a dangerous version of that you can think of some place that you want to envision a place to be and it will take up an entire uh acres worth of of uh of space and you can make it like jungle or frozen tundra or or a bunch of fire or something and it'll actually hurt them um but you do have to be either a wizard a sorcerer or a warlock to cast it or any of you um Definitely not Yanny. Have that. No, darling, no. I'm afraid I've followed far more uh, uh, hmm. practical applications. We should probably get one of those. Yeah, well, um, tell you what, um, I will, uh, I might have something to trade if you're willing to uh, part with this. Uh, maybe I can give you something that's a little bit more useful from our stores. Ooh, what you thinking? You know, you're okay with trading the useful, useless scroll sure, for yeah. the... Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, what you got? What you got to trade? Well, uh, I'd have to look... Um, I'd have to look at our inventory, and he kind of looks at Raffaella, and she's like... <sighs> I'm just trying to be nice, trying to be civil. I mean, they're knights after all. Come on. Raffaella, I'm getting nice. the distinct impression that you are not enjoying our company. Oh, it's not that. It's just that we want to keep some things... Uh, handy just in case you know people come after us and or, or try to invade I mean I don't think that's going to happen and we have our natural defenses but times being what they are it's I'm just I'm just very possessive of our possessions I don't like to give up things easily but hallucinatory terrain spell is quite interesting so perhaps we can give up something with my approval. Right. And he looks, she looks over at Lucky and she of course, of course, of course. Didn't mean to pry. Well, we um, wouldn't want to put you like, out. Is there anything else that you need me to identify? Oh, <laughs> one last thing. Uh, Deidre pulls out uh, her little vial um, with like the smoky thing. Listen, darling, I'm, I'm rather certain that it has something to do with flatulence, but uh, if you want to give us a little more specifics, um, I'd be eternally grateful. He kind of gets up and walks over to you and kneels down in front of you. And he uh, he kind of takes it from you and he kind of swirls it around a little bit. And his eyes flash and he says, very beautiful. And the spell is too. <laughs> uh, right, well, anyway, um, and yeah, Raphael goes, <laughs> this little smoke puff puffs out of her snout and she just grabs uh, like a, a handful of three rolls and shoves them in her mouth. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, um, well, anyway, uh, this is a uh, potion of gaseous form. 
um, upon ingesting it, you can turn yourself into a mist, uh, sort of um, uh, an ethereal vapor, not quite like a ghost, but you can phase through walls, you can go through floors. Um, it's pretty cool. Oh, well, now that is incredibly helpful, especially if we're getting into places that, well, say people might not want to. Uh, she, like, very quickly kind of gently yanks it back and says, thank you, darling, and then tucks it back away in her coat. My pleasure. Is there anything else that you want to talk about with these guys? With these three? We are literally exhausted, so uh, don't know how much we could stay up. Uh, we could use a rest. That being said, uh, Ra- Raffaella, is that right? Oh, yes. yes uh, darling, dear. I have a lovely spa that I've uh, managed to procure in my room. If you'd like a little bit of girl time, you're welcome to come join me. I feel like you could use a little relaxation, darling. I appreciate the invite, but it's not real. It's all in your imagination, you know. And <laughs> Lucky says, oh, don't, don't be such a killjoy. Of course it's real for her. Are you the, saying uh, that I cannot actually get clean in this room? No, no, um... Oh, I think what Raffaella means is that um, the the contents of the room um, are only real for the for the person that goes into it, uh, that that came up with it. So if anyone else goes in the room, they're just going to see a stone wall, a uh, four stone walls. But for you, you can enjoy this. You can enjoy the spa. It sounds delightful. See, this is why being rich is always preferable to having magic, because magic is always so limited, whereas money can do pretty much almost anything. So I don't have to, like, uh, scrub the latrines or swab the floors or anything? No, that's all uh, taken care of. Um, I mean, oh, magic is kind of nice like that. Oh, I mean, there, nice. the one exception is if, if someone wanted to go into the room, uh, you would just need to describe what it, what it looks like and place your hand on the crystal at the same time, and one would be able to enter into the room at with the other person. Does he say that with a knowing wink at Deidre? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking at Deidre the whole time when he's saying that. Fascinating. So you must be exhausted, so... Uh, I will take a look at our wares. Um, and Raffaella says, And so will I. <laughs> and uh, and we'll, we'll see you in the morning. And before you head off on your journey, and and uh, Boone says, "Well, okay, I guess you're with me. I'll take you up to your rooms now." Everybody, remember where they where they stayed. As we head upstairs, I'm like next to Theo, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, what uh, what's your room look like?" Oh, um, well, it's uh, I mean, it's like a tent, and I've got some uh, some mats oh, nice. out, and it's yeah, there's a fire and. Well, I mean, you're welcome to join if you want. Oh to. no, that's that's okay. Mine's, mine's real nice too. Thanks. You enjoy. What's what's yours look like? Oh, you know, kind of the same. Do you pick like your uh, like your old place from home or your childhood? Yeah, well, kind of like that. Yeah, basically, okay. uh, from home. Yeah. Uh, well, good night. What's that? Oh, okay. Enjoy. I uh, say goodnight to, to Rebecca for me. Um. Uh. Well, Boone. Um. I yeah. suppose. And um. Uh. 
This is like a temporary assignment for uh, the the trio. Well, the way that the assignments works for them, for the arcane casters, is they're kind of here for a couple of years and then um, they get relieved unless they have to go out on active duty. But but they kind of hone their skills here and they put in some time. But yeah, I mean, if somebody else with the ability to to, to do teleportation um, comes along, then um, they sort of get rotated yeah. out. Oh, it must be tough on, uh, you know, if... Uh... Yes, uh, Raffaello, uh, uh, lucky have a spouse or something back home that they're betrothed to, or oh uh, no, I don't think so. They they kind of get picked because they're they're sort of unattached. Raffaella, I think I think misses some of her clan, you know, her dragonborn, but um, Lucky's Lucky's a pretty f- free spirit. He's a he's a winter Aladrin, so he's not really even from this plane. A winter Aladdin. Aladrin. Oh, okay. He's like uh kind of like an elf, but he's from the Feywild, and he's he's from sort of like the Court of Winter. So he's he's a real free spirit. Like he's. And uh, you know, tell tell me about uh, Raffaella. Does she like um, you know, cheeses or um, fine crafted goods or? Um... Uh, she likes meat, charred meat, raw meat. Um some potatoes, breads, um, roasted, roasted poultry. Okay. Does she like have some favorite books or, um, she likes hunting. Um, she does that like to eat sheep. I think she was looking at your sheep maybe cause she might've wanted to eat it, but <laughs> complication. Well, did, you say, <laughs> did you say books? Oh, oh, uh, well, you know, we can focus on other types of meat. I mean, she's pretty, she's pretty smart. She reads a lot of scrolls and stuff. I, uh, I, from what I've seen, um, she does like to go on hikes and stuff. Oh, I, I, I suppose she never goes with anybody um, alone on hikes. Then people that come by. I mean, nobody really else comes down here except for a couple of other nights. You know, whenever they need to go on special missions, but normally they just come in and leave. Ne- you guys have been the first party that we've seen in about three years. Oh wow! Okay, so. But nobody, nobody sends letters or um, anything like that to uh, anybody. Um, not besides Mr. Bloodmoon and Gustavo. And there's definitely probably nothing going on with, with them, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Going on? Well, good night, Boone. It's been uh, real nice uh, with you here. Okay. <laughs> so uh, good night. Okay. Okay, bye. He just like floats away. But what there's there's one of his eyes, which his eye stalks are blue, and he's this big pink beholder. And one of his eyes kind of looks back at you, and it's sort of like half, kind of like looking at it. Like it's one eye sort of knows what's going on. He's like, kind of giving you this sort of judgy eye. Like it kind of just shakes its eye stalk <laughs> as it's floating away. I was going to suggest that it um, winks at him, right. but I don't know how a single eye winks. Another eye turns around and goes, blink, and just kind of turns back around. <laughs> Theo heads to bed. Igneous heads to bed. A separate room. Yenny, darling. Yeah. How would you feel about champagne and pedicures? Uh, are those type of bugs? <laughs> no, darling. It's, it's it's pampering. Pampering. We have, we have an entire uh, room of whatever we want at our disposals, and... And I feel like we've always been on the go. We have never have any chance to relax and just and, and enjoy ourselves. And, and quite frankly, at, I've had a trying day. At that moment, as 
as you guys are talking and Boone is kind of floating by, he says, Oh, I've almost forgot to tell you. If you need something brought to you, or if you need some help or need any anything at all, really, um, you can just um, place your hand on the crystal um, outside your room and someone will come someone will come help you. Oh, fabulous. Well, you're here right now. So tell me in the cellar, do you perhaps have a nice brut or a cuvee? Um, I don't know what those are, but if you ask for it, um, I'm sure somebody could bring it up to you. Okay, darling. Well, I'll be sure to do that. Thank you, Boone. You've been a dear. Oh, yeah, no problem. Good night. Good night. Good night, friend Boone. Good night, Melbourne. It was nice to meet you. I'll see you in the morning. You as well. He just kind of floats. What do you say, Yanni? Ladies' night. Pedicures. Uh, Yanni takes a peek into her room. What, what does she even see? It's literally like the bougiest like spa with like, there's like harp music so, playing. So, oh, she wouldn't see it. So she, she doesn't see anything. Hand. She looks inside Deidre's room and see four stone walls <laughs> and and that's it. Like there's not even a window. It just looks, it looks like, oh. what? Like, Listen, darling, a good pumice scrub will get rid of all of your calluses uh, you'll smell like lavender. No, this be lovely. This is one of the hullabaloo terrariums life. they were talking about earlier. No, I see what's going on. I'm I'm gonna go chop wood <laughs> or pretend to chop wood. No, it's real wood. It's real wood to me. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Deidre definitely like requests a bottle of a uh, brut cuvee champagne. Okay. Uh, for one. So you. So you put your hand on the uh, crystal and you kind of say it or think it. And um, about a minute later, you get a knock on your door and um, and it opens up and you see this ghostly translucent form of a humanoid faceless without any kind of any kind of uh, features, but there seems to be a faint sort of dress jacket around <laughs> around the form, five feet tall, and it's holding a little tray with with um, an a, ice bucket, and a, a, an ice bucket, and some food, and a little thing of strawberries, and it and it kind of comes in and it floats in with you, and it puts it down. Uh, a table emerges from the ground, and it puts it down, and it just kind of waits there, and. Oh, I don't have any tip money on me, darling. I'm sorry, but I'll get you on the next one. And it sort of just bows and... Deidre is definitely by this point in a full, like, feather house robe. <laughs> um, little kitten heels. All right, cool. That's my night. That's your night. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so you guys have a full rest. Final. Yay! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. It's a much-deserved full rest. Um, and you wake up refreshed. It is very comfortable. You each have what feels like as close to home of a, of a night at home in your home bed, you know, or just a comfortable bed. And you feel at, at peace as you can be of being able to gather your thoughts. And even though you're not together, you feel like nearby with the rest of your party. You feel like I am safe. I'm in a place that I'm near people that are, I'm protected and you feel you don't have to worry about anything. So uh, you each awaken 
to the smell of, again, fresh, fresh baked bread. <laughs> and uh, there's some bacon in the air and, and um, different meats and potatoes and, and um, cooking greens and things like that. And uh, it's wafting from the same room you had dinner in the night before. You're left to the morning. Well, Deidre is incredibly put together and is an early riser. So she like, before what I would assume is roughly the break of dawn, uh, is like in that kitchen area. Like she is, like there is coffee that's happening. So each one of you kind of comes down to what what is you know breakfast prepared for you. Uh, the trio is not there. It's it's all of these unseen servants. So some of you see these like ghostly sort of forms floating around and they're bringing you drinks and they're filling up stuff and they're changing things and they're just kind of floating and waiting on the sides. And, and our, our temporary hit points are still. Yeah. Yeah. No, you still have uh temporary hit points for and uh, until let's say another 12 hours or so. So before going to bed, Igneous will cast bless into his new little pearl opal, opal of power. Pearl of Power. Okay. Uh, but I'm, okay. I'm going to say that just for this, Pearl of Power uh, can be used to store a spell so you can use an action to cast the spell. Okay. All right. It's loaded with bless. And you, you have to say whatever the command word is. You can say bless or you can say kukulonga or yeah, you can say whatever you want. Um, Romantical. Fire hydrant. Okay. After some time and you all kind of have some breakfast and is there anything you want to talk about in the morning? Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I think, I think the only thing we would discuss is um, where are we going next? And do we want to wait so that Lucky has an opportunity to rectify poor Yenny's condition? Um, or do we, I mean, because I assume once we leave this place, we will likely not be coming back for some time because depending on where these travels take us, it's not really practical to come back. Oh, I think they can bring us back, come back to the hub. uh, How's that work? Right. He said, he said he needed a few days anyway. We, we go, we save the Aracopra and we come back. Sorry. I had, I had a little bit of bubbly last yes. night. <laughs> it was delicious, by the way. My, my compliments to whoever your vintner is. Yeah, we're going to go for the monk while they uh, whip up some cold gear and uh, should have this taken care of in, what, like seven days, right? And and I suppose we would ask whomever is there. You, you said the trio isn't there, right? Um, Trio's not there, and Boone is not there at the moment. Yeah. We we would try to get some information. I, I, Melbourne would try to get some information about like what we were just talking about, like how to get back, you know. But if they're not there, I assume we'll see them at some point before we leave, and I'll you can I'll ask you can point. wait 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 round trip yes. tickets. So after some time, Boone comes in, floats in, and says, "Oh, good morning, guys. If you're ready, then um, let me take you down to." Um, to the trio, and I'll, I'll show you the grumble gate, okay? Yeah, we're ready. Okay. So he, he kind of floats out, and he goes towards the the large stone archway that was in the entrance hall with the gl- green glowing glow that's from that's goes down a set of stairs, and you all follow. 
And uh, after several minutes of stairs, the surface of the floor changes from stone to dirt and gravel on an incline. And then after a minute to a leathery reddish gray surface, it's kind of bumpy with stalagmites sticking up from the ground, stalactites from the top, um, about five to seven feet tall. And the walls here are uh, shimmery and viscous. They've got some sort of a mucusy kind of consistency to them. Um, you make your way through a small round opening uh, that Boone can barely fit through, but he's just like, <laughs> kind of pops through and everything starts to become a lot more cave-like. There's the, a long tunnel that you go through. It's very rough around the edges, sort of a repeating sort of uh, circular pattern. It sort of bows out and then comes back in and bows out and comes back in. But I will I will use my divine sense while we're here because I'm very curious okay. about that room. We divine just... sense, uh, that same sense that you got of something, something old and something um something dormant is now around you like the cave itself is my cave field. itself okay. is is it's not i don't know it's 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 greater than an undead or celestial presence the only reason i'm having this register on your divine sense mm -hmm. is because this is such a presence gotcha but you can't quite put your finger on what it is. So after a couple of minutes of this undulating tunnel, uh, you enter a larger domed cavern with massive trunk-like pillars curving around the surface towards the ceiling. It's enormous. It's an enormous room, 50, 60 feet tall, very, very wide. Um, and there's an odd smell in here. It's almost like this this sort of um, ozone, sort of iron, ironish smell. It's sort of like a fish market and sort of like a bonfire at the same time. Um, and Boone just kind of keeps, he's like, okay, well, we're we're pretty much here. And you see on the side, uh, the, the trio, the three sorcerers are, are there waiting. One of them is, uh, Gonok is sort of swirling his arms around and kind of shooting out some some light in different places and sort of lighting up the room here and there. And um, Lucky turns around and he says, Oi, welcome. Uh, I trust you all slept well and had enough to eat before your journey. Yep. yep. Slept great. And Raffaella says, Excellent. Well, um, you have several choices ahead of you and I hope that you have, um, I'm sure whichever one you choose uh, will be the right decision as all of these knights um, need rescuing and and I will um, echo what Mr. Bloodmoon asked and even if you don't find them any information you can bring back on the state of the realm uh, the elites that might be in charge there or anything that can um, help with our battle against the greater threat of the Platinum Syndicate would be much appreciated so information gathering don't feel like you need to topple any regimes while you're out. But if we have the opportunity to topple a regime, can we do that? Well, of course, yeah. darling, if you have the opportunity, don't don't wait for permission. Excellent, excellent. Uh, of course, Good you can point. always cast, you can use, um, I'm assuming you got that same strange message from the small man uh, that uh, said that you can use sending. So you can 
once a day, send a message to us if you have any questions or any knight that you know of. And then Lucky steps up and says, Oi, I, I've got uh, one more thing. Uh, remember that uh, scroll that you wanted to trade? So I've I've got a few choices that I might, I thought might come in handy and I uh, uh, took the liberty of picking out a few things. Um, so um, let me know which one you need and I, I will, I, Rifella has agreed to part with one of these <laughs> things. Um, so um, Igneous, right? I've got something that you might be interested in. Well, and it, he... it was Yenny that found the scroll. Uh... Oh, right. Well, uh, this only thing is uh, this thing, I think, might be uh, more suited to you. All right. So he pulls out this this small rod. It's about like two feet wide. And he clicks a button on it and it extends to six feet. And he says, now this is a, this is a quarter staff. And if you use this, um, this is actually called a staff of vaulting. If you use this as part of your jump, it'll actually jubber, double, bleh, it will double your jump distance. Um, and uh, technically, if you use step of the wind to double your jump, you can triple your jump. That's a really far jump. That would be pretty cool. Can I, could, could I, could I try it out just once? Uh, do I need to like attune to it or, or will it work now? Well, uh, I don't think it's a, it's, it's just a common quarter staff. I don't think you need to attune to it, but maybe I'll tell you the other things as well. I know. Oh no. Uh, but, but before that, I mean, just, just in case we don't choose it, could I just, just once, could I try it out? Uh, he, he looks over at Raffaella and Raffaella says, I suppose that's fine. Go ahead. Is there room so, in here for like a full? <laughs> oh yeah, there's. It, it is a massive, massive cavern. All right, here we go. And and you place it down with a uh, sort of a pole vaulting kind of skill, and you're not prepared for the amount of ups that you get <laughs> from this. So you you jump up and you guys see Igneous. It's like. <laughs> he just like jumps up. Uh, what's your normal jumping speed uh, or distance? My normal. Are you trying to jump up or are you trying to jump long jump? Distance. And my normal speed is 45 feet. I don't know all the jump calculations. Uh, so with a, a long jump is 16 feet horizontally, four feet high off the ground. You can reach up and grab something 13 feet. So... 16 times 3, if you step of the wind, are you using step of the wind? It doesn't seem like a wise use of key points, but yes. <laughs> okay. So you jump 48 feet. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, it doesn't go the entire length of the cavern, but you go like wow. <laughs> like it's just you just see him. And then from the other end, he you just see Igneous, he's like way over there. There you go. Yes, you jumped beautifully. And he just starts walking back. Okay. <laughs> and hands it back. I'll agree that was pretty cool. All right, show me the other ones while he's far away so I can choose one of them. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, the other one might be for you, Yenny, because um, um, uh, it's... Uh, I don't know how you feel about... Life, love economics uh i don't know i don't know how you feel about shields oh. um, they're good when i got them bad when they got them kind of pulls 
from his side was next to his leg and he kind of pulls it up and he says well um i know you probably like to use a weapon with both hands so holding a shield sort of takes away from that well this one sort of uh floats alongside you and it's an animated shield so um sort of like a a sidekick shield or it's uh it gives you a plus two to your armor class does it talk because my axe talks no (laughs) you sound unsure I mean, it doesn't talk, but <laughs> it's interesting that your axe does. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that. If you have any insights about the talking axe, it doesn't seem necessarily to have a positive messaging. I mean, I can look at it if you want me to. Eh, right. Dad, show me the third um, thing first. So he uh, he pulls out of his uh, satchel here. That was the jump, Iggy. Uh, whew, ah. Just getting back. Uh, that was really fun. I would really like to do that a lot, but it was your spell scroll, and uh, you should pick. But that was that was really fun. What would you give me if I gave you that staff, though? You got something cool? You got any fingers? How would you like to look like a camel? <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I can't wait to see this third thing. <laughs> All right, no, all right. Anklet of Puka is probably not useful for you. Let me see what I got in here. You uh, carry on. Let me see what I got in my bag. All right, here we go. If if I have that quarter staff, I wouldn't need this quarter staff that lets you summon a familiar. You could have like your own little bat or an owl or like a cat or a lizard, and it what can an, help you out. Like an animated, like an animated shield. Could I do that? Uh. Cast shield. I don't think I don't think it's it just like cast. animals and stuff. Okay, okay. What about like a turtle? Yeah, I think yeah. Okay, make a turtle. A uh, turtle. <laughs> a turtle appears. <laughs> huh? Thank you. Look at that. It's like it's a shield. It's uh, like a little uh, portable shield. Wait a minute! I still gotta lift them up. Hey, what's up? Oh. You can wear it on your head like a helmet, and uh, maybe it'll protect you. And if it gets hit, it's okay. It just like goes to the ethereal plane, and then you summon it back. I don't need to protect my head. It That's talks. Worthless. It could talk I to, to your cursed axe. That's what? what I use to smash things. Hold it with your hands. You could tape it to your axe. You guys have any the... le- lettuce? <laughs> I just put the turtle down. <laughs> Let it walk around a bit. <laughs> no, no good. <laughs> don't, don't. Okay, uh, so. Lucky goes over to Deidre and he says, this one is uh, one that I think you might be interested in, um, my dear. Um, this one is uh, the, called a Cloak of Displacement. Um, what looks like a normal cloak. Um, but uh, if you put it on and you attune to it, uh, it creates an illusion of, of whoever's wearing it um, in a different place uh, nearby within about 20 feet. And it gives, um, basically, mechanically, it would give anybody that's attacking you disadvantage on all attack rolls. Nice. That's better than a camel. Deidre, do you want a fancy cloak of displacement? I mean, I would never gleam to take away something that would spark joy for you. So if, if there is something that you feel stronger about, then, darling, I encourage you to put yourself first. But that being said, I would love one. I think the important question for Yenny is, is there anything cool airbrushed on the shield? (laughs) 
Like a dragon or a wizard? Yeah, or like an owl bear. Like, like the equivalent of what something. you'd see on like yeah. a Volkswagen um, van. There yes. isn't, but uh uh so so deal breaker. <laughs> so um oh, Lucky no. sees this and he's like, What what are you what are you thinking, love? Uh, you, you you thinking I mean I see you're looking about the shield, but it seems oh. like you're having I don't know, like a shield's good and everything, but if it's not giving if it's not scary, anybody, you know, like it should have a lion riding a dragon or like two bears high fiving while there's like lava under them. Right. You, you, know, you want a bit cool. of flair, a bit of artwork then. Well, well, I don't, yeah, but, um, like and he looks over at Ganak and he says, this one, he's a bit of a master with a brush. If you give him some time, I'm sure he can whip something up. Tell you what, um, if you bring something back from wherever you're going on these little adventures, I'm sure Raffaello and myself would be okay with tr giving you more things if you have something to trade. So he... Mm. Yenny, darling, I think that shield would be a fabulous accessory for you, and the wonderful thing about accessories, you can have them altered. Yeah, but I don't want it till it has something so I think I'll take. Um, oh, too bad there's no three-sided die. Uh, you can you can you can roll a d6 and oh. one, two, three, four, and five, oh, six. Okay. So one, two would be for one and two would be for igneous, three and four would be for the shield, and five and six would be for uh, would be for the cloak. Well, guess who's getting the cloak? Oh. Uh-huh. Modest to me, don't you dare say such slander. <laughs> Fine, darling, don't tempt me with a good time. If you put the hood up, it'll activate. I, Slippery little lady. I think what it was is deep down inside, Yenny felt bad that she uh, kicked uh, Deidre in the stomach uh, a little while back. <laughs> oh, that's been ages. <laughs> uh, what am I doing? Uh, Raffaella steps forward and says, so, which location uh, will we be creating a teleportation circle to? We will be going to Shimmer Cross to rescue Kali. Ah, the Isle of Velocia. Excellent. Um, she looks towards Ganak, who nods and walks over about 10 feet over in between two of these large white pillars. And you can see in here, sort of like in the tunnel, the the walls are kind of covered in this, um, I don't want to say mucus, but it's sort of like a, a viscous substance and it's it's kind of rough and hewn and everything like that. And uh, Ganok starts kind of drawing, um, drawing in a chalk on, on, the, on the walls. And uh, Lucky says, oh, this will take a couple of minutes. He's drawing the teleportation circle. Any last questions before uh, you go? Uh, how do we return? Oh yes, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Boy, that would have been that would have been a long walk back. Um, you have the ability to return by tapping three times on your tattoos. Um, if you tap three times on your tattoos, uh, one of you can you can come back. Um, just know that if you do that, you'll come back here. You'll come back to this room um, pretty instantly. So all of you, as you go through, are you'll be sort of marked with this temporary uh, 
you'll be transported to the new realm, but um, we've infused something in the tattoos, the, the knight's marks, um, that you can return. So, uh, but if you come back, you won't be able to go back to that place for 90 days. And what about our guests? Will they be able to come with us? Uh, yes, as long as they're holding or, or touching or being carried by you. Similar to your sheep. Oh, that was another question I had. Is your sheep going with us, uh, with you, or, um, sorry, is your sheep going with you, or do you want to? Yeah, she'll be coming, yeah. Wouldn't she be safer being left behind here? No, she'd be safer with me. Does she, uh, do anything, or, uh, just sort of moral support, sheep things, or like any sort of like assistance in uh, more nightly matters. Well, I mean, she's a sheep, right? Yeah, she's made of she's made of steel. Very impressive. Very strange. Uh, we definitely right. want to investigate that. Would you like me to take a closer look at your? Uh, uh, I yeah, I would like that, uh, Raffaella. Yeah, Raffaella, kind of. If that's okay with you, kneels down. She gently puts her cloak and her uh, sorcerer gown uh, in front of her, sort of splays out in a circle and she um, calls over with both hands and she's come here come here come here my dear looks to you and kind of saying like she's not coming go, go, <laughs> go on go on Rebecca go, go to her Rebecca, please, I won't hurt you. Come here. And she sort of puts her her dragonborn gold hands on, on the side of Rebecca's face and her eyes light up. Rebecca just goes... <laughs> being held. And, uh, and she takes a good minute uh, to inspect uh, Re Rebecca's... Uh, vitality and aura and then um, her eyes flash and she says fascinating Theo I don't quite know the origin of where Rebecca's lineage comes from but she does have an arcane nature to her something in her bloodline dates back quite a bit but it's very rare um, she has two abilities one is she can shroud herself for protection. Uh, anywhere that there is shadow, she can blend in and be virtually undetectable. But also, uh, if she is in front of uh, someone else, another person, and there is an attack made um, from a projectile or some sort of a spell, um, she can aid in the protection of the person that she is in front of. And mechanically, what that means is that she can cause a plus five, sort of like the shield spell in the moment as a reaction. Rebecca can uh, shield uh, from any magical ranged attacks or regular ranged attacks uh, once every long rest. She's a shield sheep. I told you that she was special. Yeah, that's, that's very nice. Good way of putting it, but yes. There's much more. That's all I can really glean from her, but it's... There's much that's 
you know, it's hard to say. I, I would say again, if you find this person, um, if you find one of the other knights that um, Cyrano, Cyrano, um, he might be able to tell you more. Um, maybe where she came from, and what her purpose is. But for now, hopefully that will give her some benefit. Yeah, that's wow. Um, that's more than enough information. Then thank you. That's uh, amazing. You're so good at uh, you're so good at that. Um, it's really, really amazing. Wow. Um, okay, uh, Rebecca, uh, come on over and uh, say thank you and uh, thank you and yeah. Wow. Um, you have a special friend, Rebecca. Make sure you take good care of him. Uh, of course, I always, always do. Of course. And she looks at you and says, "And take good care of yourself as well." Oh sure, yeah. Um, I, I will. And, uh, you know, um, hey, um, you know, I don't know if later after, you know, we come back, if there's many, uh, I didn't see any trails around here. Um, uh, Trails? Yeah, like, you know, for like hiking. This is uh, the Underdark. Right. If you go for a hike, you might get killed. Oh, sure. So if you're up for a challenge, that is. Oh, yeah. You look like you can take care of yourself. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in a lot of battles, too. Um, they were in battles, but, you know, I did some battles, too. So I've been in them. Um, so. Well, I know a few places that we can walk around, um, both in and outside the fortress. If you come back in one piece, then uh, perhaps I will show them to you. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> Sounds good. Great. You're all right. You'll you'll look a bit um perspiring around the temples. Oh yeah, just everything for the the missions. Um, very exciting. <clears throat> right. So great. And she um, she pulls out a um uh, a silk cloth and hands it to you and sort of like. Oh, oh, oh. wow. Uh, thank you so much. Wow, it's it's just really special and nice. Uh, here you go. Uh, should I give it back oh, no, or do no, I? No trouble. Don't, do I? Just, do you have just it? Do I keep, keep it? it with you? And I, oh, will, um, I, I will share. I'll, I'll take it I and wash it. All right. This has been That's good. Right. We yeah, thank uh-huh. you very much. I'm like, good? Come on, leave them. Play hard to get. Leave them wanting more. Leave them wanting more. Come on. Okay, guys. Uh, if, if so, um, there's a portal. Let's open it up, and you see Ganok has, has sort of opened it up, and it's a yellow and open, a yellow and orange kind of a glowing uh, oval, and and uh, through it uh, you just see kind of this bright light, and uh, Ganok goes, and says, oh, "I think that's your. You, you better go on." Shall I go first, in case there are evil doers on the other side? Melvin, that sounds like a... we go to there. In. So every, everybody, the portal emerges. Uh, you find yourself washed in light for a second. You, your face and your body and your blood cells and your skin are pulled very tight, as if you're falling and and uh, leaning back in a weird trust fall and sort of falling forward, smacking into a what feels like water and land at the same time. And then all of a sudden you just kind of rush and then you hear waves. You hear uh, some birds calling. 
you, uh, you hear a wind rustling in the distance, and you look around you, and you see a beautiful, windy beach. You're on an incline of a mountain that, as you look up, there's a mountainous peak around you. Um, on the sides, there's little patches of forest and trees, uh, jutting cliffs. You are on the Isle of Velosa in Shimmer Cross. And that's where we're going to end tonight's Woo-hoo. session. Yay. Huzzah!